Podcast pals, let me tell you about this amazing hotel booking app, Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight is an app that helps you find amazing hotel deals at the last minute. It is perfect for a spontaneous getaway or indulging in a little staycation. All it takes is 10 seconds, three taps, and a swipe. So what, my friends, are you waiting for? Get in on these killer last-minute deals and download the Hotel Tonight app now. How about a word from our friends at Mack Weldon with a smart design, premium fabrics, and a simple shopping experience. Mack Weldon underwear is definitely better than whatever you are currently wearing. I am currently wearing Mack Weldon underwear. So whatever I'm wearing is definitely better than whatever you're wearing. In addition to looking and feeling great, all Mack Weldon products are crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities, so they work hard too. One thing I like, they move where I move, they go where I go. Thank you, Mack Weldon. They even have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. That may come in handy. All that and Mack Weldon are shipped right to your door. If you don't like your first pair, keep them. They will still refund you, no questions asked. Friends, go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code CARBS. That's MacWeldon.com, promo code C-A-R-B-S, 20% off your purchase. Do it today. About it, podcast pals. Here we are yet again together. Hungry people, welcome to House of Cars, the food podcast for the hungry people by the hungry people. And I am your hungry host, Joe House. Podcast pals, thank you so much for all of the outstanding belly sourcing. We put it to good use today. Juliet Littman and I taking the very best of all of the wonderful input on alcohol smuggling techniques, pursuits, trials, tribulations, and travails in food news. The main course for today's House of Carbs. It is football season, I think you know. So my own self, the pod father himself, Bill Simmons, and the chief, Craig Gaines, convened on this House of Carbs episode to talk about the attributes of the perfect sports bar. Let's get in that belly, my friends. We're taking on the sports bar. Podcast pals, here we are, House of Cars. <laughs> we have a crucial topic today. The Podfather himself, you can hear him laughing in the background, is here with us. Ringer copy editor, Craig that, Gaines, also he's here. He's a copy chief. Fuck me, I'm sorry. I mean, copy uh, chief. Am I allowed to say he's a, a chief? F-bomb? Once you're Call a copy editor, chief. you're always a copy editor. It's like a general is always a soldier. I'm a copy chief, but I'm also a copy Just editor. Think of I Robert appreciate the, it, though. Robert the Chief Parish and Craig the Chief Gaines. Craig the Chief Gaines. That's it. it. From now the on, chief. he is the chief. I'll take it. Yeah, so we have Craig here, and he's going to be our sports bar Sherpa today, Bill Simmons, because <laughs> you and I are from a certain generation. Mm. 
Uh, and I would say, this is my observation, I don't know if you agree or not, um, that sport, sports bars have really come of age in our lifetime. Because there was a, when we were like in college and, and then coming out, the phenomena of having, uh, living in a city that didn't have your, that wasn't, you know, your natural team, the team that you rooted for, but you could go to a bar and watch that team at, yeah. a, at a bar. Mm-hmm. That didn't exist when mm-hmm. we were, um, you know, teenagers and early, in our early well, 20s. Coming from Boston, like they definitely had a couple. Didn't think of them as sports bars, just bars yeah. that where they love, like the Force, which is next. I've taken you there. Yeah, I've been Cross there. Street from the Garden. Yeah. I guess it's a sports bar, but I just feel like that was an awesome sports restaurant that happened to have all the qualities of a sports bar. I think what's what's changed over the last 20 years, how old is Craig? How old are you? 38. Yeah, so we're a decade older than you, basically. Mm-hmm. What's changed is people attempting to do sports bars. Uh-huh. Like with a lot of thought put into it, but I've never really been satisfied with the sports bar. Mm. I will tell you this though: in the mid '90s, my buddy Jim Grady, who you know, I know, Grady. and I, like one of my dreams in life was like I just want to make enough money to open my own sports bar. Amazing! And I would work there all the time. But then you get older and you're like, oh, that would suck. You're there until two in the morning every yeah. night, and yeah. that's a suicide mission. But I always had really strong opinions of what I thought would work and not work. But I defer to the chief. You were going to defer to the let's chief. De- let's defer to the chief on yeah. this. I mean, you know, the thing, Lombardi and I are going to open a diner. That's our life ambition, our life goal, and we're going to do it. And we're if we have to be up till 2 in the morning to serve out hash and... and you uh, can't even stay awake till 9, in the ha- <laughs> 9 at night to put your kid down. Well, you have I, you to have know, a coffee at 5 o'clock in the, have, in the afternoon. Mid, midday nap. That's fine. The sports bar, though... Yeah, let's, I'll just I'll give you my gripes and then yeah. you can. Yeah. Well, I would, let's have, let him set up what the elements are of a proper sports. Yeah, yeah bar. let's sure. do it that way. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, let's, good, let's, good idea. Let's hear the crucial. And I, don't, I don't care if we go fifty minutes on this. this no, we're going to go an yeah, hour going on, on this. Let's, let's go on. the chief kicking this off. Come kick on, us chief. Off, chief. This is very important. So my my main distinction is interesting that you were just talking about Bill, like a bar that shows sports. Is it like I call like a sports restaurant? I have a real problem with a lot of places that call themselves sports bars. They really aren't sports bars. Here's what I want when I go into a sports bar. I want a place that values the sports viewing experience. I want enough TVs. I want the right games on. I want a staff that knows the programming for the day. I want to actually... Stop there. So important. It's so important. How many times have we been in a fucking sports bar and this? Can you put it on CBS? Oh, yeah. they hold the remote like All, it's a yeah. fucking rocket All ship. Our yeah. Lives. Oh, yeah. what is yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, to work the remote. What channel is CBS? Yeah. It's like what channel is CBS? Yeah. How about it's fucking this? channel two. Yeah. How about it's this? Ridiculous. Go into a place during um, where the, we're watching this during the PGA Championship. Go in on a Friday afternoon and say, "Do you have? Can you find where the golf is and see what kind of reaction you get?" Yeah, you, it's you your have job. to know the channel. You have one you job. Have to know the channel. You're a sports bar. It's the PGA title. It drives me nuts. Guess what? TNT Friday. Like, look that up. It yeah, takes five yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, It's not my job to tell you what channel it's yeah. on. Well, it turns out it's always it the customer's job. It always job. is. It's always the right, customer's job. I'm sorry. To really no, no. Going. That's a very important point. I also, this is, not everyone agrees with me on how important this is, but I find it crucial. When I, especially if I'm watching like a big game, I am there to watch a game. I want the audio from the game on in the bar. Yes. I don't want a jukebox. I don't need to actually hear what they're saying on TV. Like, I don't care, but I want to hear the announcers in the background. I want to hear the crowd. If it's a basketball game, I want to hear like the sneakers squeaking on the court. If it's a baseball game, I want to hear like a hit. Like, I need to be there, you know? But that's the existential crisis of the sports bar is that they're also trying to lure in other people. They don't just want to own being a sports bar. So it's like, 
well, if we play music, maybe more women will come or maybe people who don't care about sports will come this or whatever where, they're thinking. This is where it's my wrong. orthodoxy just like, it's like, it's, it, it's your job to make the money. It's my job to sit here and watch the sports. So yeah. that's a, cause that's a totally good point. But so this all stems from when I first moved to LA, I didn't have a TV for years, but in like during multiple playoff periods, I'll drive around town trying to find a damn sports bar. And I would walk into a place and either like the game wouldn't be on. I wouldn't be able to hear it. They would just give me a bunch of attitude for even like asking about it. And so I just started to really think about this. And if so, like watching sports is um, for people like us, this is something that we really care about. Right. And it's fun to watch it with other people in this like communal kind of like situation. Sometimes it's fun to like watch it at a, at a buddy's house with a bunch of people. Sometimes it's even more fun to like watch it in a bar with like hundreds of people and you're all doing the same thing. But if there's like, you know, if like, you know, I see, I see Prince over there in the corner. If I hear like Prince on the jukebox when I'm watching a a basketball game, it takes me out of the game. Yeah. I, I I care about the sports viewing experience. So I want a place that really like, that really like places a lot of primacy on that. I think part of the problem with sports bars is that the actual structure of them, whatever they're operating with, can limit some of the decisions. Sure. Yeah, and like I, maybe I, the ceiling isn't high enough. Right, that means right. the TVs is, can't be as good as they want. Yeah. Like yeah. like your buddy Monty's bar. Yes. Which is probably my favorite sports bar. It's mm. in the top three at least. Yeah. We had an awesome, we've booked multiple times. We, where is that in Virginia? It's in, it's just across the bridge in Crystal City, give him a Virginia. Plug. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Give a, can you give the, him a plug? Tor- tortoise in the hair, Crystal City, yeah, Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We had great two name. great football watching yeah. experiences there. Yes. But even there, they, they were couple limitations with the, how many TVs they could cram in there. And also you have the tables and right. I love the big square bar. Yeah. I love starting from there with yeah, the bartender yeah, yeah. in that bar and the square and the TVs up there. It's great. But then also the tables around with yeah. more, with yeah. more TVs. And right. I almost feel like it's a two for, for it to work the best way. It's gotta be two prong. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Well, this is the, one of the areas I want to cover with the Did Chiefs. we interrupt Craig's list? No, 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 no. This, this, is, this, is, okay. this is an important element on, on, on the Chiefs list. In terms of the, the audio, there's kind of a competing consideration, I think. Unless you are in a place where there is unanimity right. across the right. crowd. Like about, Game 7 NBA Finals. Right. Yes, exactly right. Or you're in the, you know, uh, the, the Packers sports bar, right. right? You live in L.A., but everybody's at the Packers bar, so right. everybody knows. Yep. I, I think the delicate balance of... Uh, deafening audio versus audio that you can hear and participate in the game, yes. but still have a conversation. How do you get that? Let this me is hear important, your take on that. Because I actually, I don't want it to be deafening. I, like, again, like it could be audio from a different game. I don't, I mean, it'd be nice if it syncs up with the game watching, but I don't really care what I, I, I just need to be in that. I'm watching a, I'm watching a game like headspace. So like, that's fine. Like if I'm watching a Pistons game, I won't be watching a big Pistons game anytime soon. But if I'm watching a Pistons game and there's like a Lakers game on over there, put it on the Lakers game audio. That's fine. I just want to like, there's, there's almost, there's some like mental thing. It just, it gives me, it puts me into the state of, okay, now I'm watching sports. I'm, I'm drinking a beer. I'm eating some nachos. I'm watching some kind of game. Well, listen, look, you're, you're making the investment. You don't uh-huh. want to feel like an asshole. Right, right. This is me. I made an investment. I've come into your establishment. Yeah. 
you purport to be a certain thing, right. validate for me that you are that thing. Right. That's all you're asking for, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I mean, the competing, so there, like, there are a few different things we can talk about here. There's sort of like the, what should a sports bar be in the real world? And then there is like my dream, you know, like multi-level, just, you know, the, like the heavenly thing sports bar. that can bar. actually happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so there it's well, like- Well, what's interesting, Vegas has tapped into- yeah. The ideal dream the most, but the problem is you're there and it's, you know, 75 dudes by themselves. Right, and right, it's right. the worst place on right. the earth for a hang. It right. is. It's it just is not, unhappy. But the actual experience is probably closer to where you're gravitating yeah, 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 mentally. Yeah. Right, right. In terms of like the layout, because like, you know, like, so like I had, I, I had kind of put it together like a mental list of important things. And one of them was like sight lines. Like I want to be able to see the TV. That said, if the vibe is good, if I, if they care about sports, if the beer and the food is good and like, okay, maybe the, like the TVs aren't the biggest in the world they're kind of crammed in the corner, but I can still see them. All right. That's fine. You know, like I, I'll make concessions of the fact that like you go into a space and you can only do so much. Um, but like it, it has to be, um, it has to be a place that actually like says, come in here order some food and watch sports, not come in here, order some food and like have sports on in the background. So where would you rank the hierarchy TV viewing experience versus quality of food versus number of beers available versus number of people and possibilities for where to sit and stuff like that. Almost, almost in that order. I mean, yeah, I go first because I don't, I don't want to watch a game at home. I want to watch out, out in the semi-public, okay? You don't want to have a better TV than the sports bar you're going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. I would agree with that. Right. Um, and then, you know, like, I, I want the food to be at least just okay. Like, I'm not there for, like, a gourmet experience. As long as the food doesn't make me feel awful the next day, fine. I'll take it. I'm okay with mediocre food in this environment. Here's, here's one of the issues that sports bars seem to have with the food thing. It's the, it's the Ben McAdoo Giants playbook issue. Yeah, I agree with this. They try to do too much. Yeah, yeah, here's yeah. What, here's what we want from your sports bar. Wings. Yeah. Boneless wings. Cheeseburger. If you, if you must, yeah. Cheeseburger. Yeah. Um, wait, there's five staples, right? What Potato are they Potato skins. Two? I don't know. Potato yeah. skins. <laughs> I mean, for the fr- I like some the, fry I like options. The fries. Yeah. Nachos are pretty Nachos. crucial. Nachos. Maybe like two important. different salads that d- don't have 15 salads in the menu, but just say, <laughs> we do. No, listen. Okay. Listen, let me finish. I'm listening. Don't, don't make me a and face. The chief, me and the chief are making no, faces. No, 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 listen. Two different salad options, right? One, the boneless buffalo chicken yeah, salad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One, the Cobb salad. Right. Sure. And a chicken Caesar. Yeah. And it's like these, we only do three salads, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're all good. Yeah. You're going to okay. like all them. All right. No soup. Nobody wants to have soup at a sports no bar. Soup. No, 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 no. Maybe. Uh, I don't mind I don't if somebody know. sneaks a brat in. I like that. Yeah, like yeah. That. Sure. Nice, nice sausage. Nice broth. Yeah. Nice sausage. I, yeah. I want, the menu should be one page. Yeah. 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 You really sports bar. It's like, the only time I've ever seen it work, other than the fours in Boston, is. And Sonny McLean's at Santa Monica. I actually got to say their food oh, is stepped been. up. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, but the uh, Cooge Corner Clubhouse, which I've taken oh, you to. Oh my God, that is my, they one, had of my all these, one of their gimmicks, other than the fact that they had TVs. It's in Brooklyn, Massachusetts. It's still there. They change the menu all the time. And they would name the sandwiches after athletes. Oh, yeah. 
So, and I lived there, when I was going to grad school, I lived walking distance there one year. So I'd go, I'd get the Dr. J Caesar salad. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I can have the Dr. J. I took our buddy Jacko there once and he ordered the Rick Roby, which was this corned beef and pastrami sandwich. <laughs> and he ate it and he goes, oh my God, I just ate Rick Roby. <laughs> but it was a fun wrinkle and they and the yeah. different names and now they update them. So you go there yeah. now and it's like the Pedro Martinez and the, you know, the Dustin Pedroia. And, right. Um, I like that. Yeah, That's you, the only time it's acceptable to have 50 things on a sports bar menu. But you just tapped into uh, a really important element when it comes to the food. And it wasn't the fact they didn't, it really wasn't 50 things on the menu. It was a bunch of varieties of a single theme, which was well done sandwiches. Yeah. One of the very important rules to me is have one thing that's awesome. Have one mm. thing that distinguishes you from, from other folks. You don't have to do 10 great things. Just have one. It better, it's it's got to be either the boneless chicken and the and the normal chicken, or it's got to be at, we have the best burgers in right. our city, right. or we have a great bunch of deli sandwiches, and you can get like an awesome patty melt, corned beef sandwich, pastrami. Yeah, yeah. Like my boys, the tortoise and hare. They the one thing that I get every single time I go there, meatball sub. Yes, there like, you go. See, this is interesting because when it comes to bar food, you know, I usually I'll go with like you know a few buddies, right? And so. I feel like we like to sort of order just like stuff that you can put in the middle of the table and everyone can just sort of like hack away at, right? So like nachos. I really wings. think wings, I think is that's the top of the pyramid. Uh -huh. it, I think that you have to have wings because I don't know. I don't know if I've ever been in a sports bar that doesn't, that doesn't. I mean, because there's something about, again, it kind of goes back to this like communal thing. I'm not sitting in my living room alone watching a game. I'm yeah. sitting with a bunch of other people and we're there. It's like, instead of going to, instead of going to the stadium, you're in the bar with a bunch of other people. So, you know, you order like two dozen wings and then everyone kind of like feels like shit at I the end I think Bloody together. Marys are weirdly important too. Oh, you're oh, talking sure. early That's Sunday football yeah, yeah, or, yeah, Saturday, yeah, for, or Saturday for, college yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You need a nice fucking Bloody Mary. Yeah, you better be like, great. don't pull like some shitty mix out. Right. That is a way that a place distinguishes itself. If you yeah. want my repeat business, make me one great Bloody Mary so one time. So we all agree, like, Concentrate on the good things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think a big mistake they all make is they try to have something for everybody. Yeah. I would rather cater the people to my menu. Like you're coming here. Here are the here's the nine good things we do well food wise. Here are the four awesome drinks we have. Like the Red Hat, which I've taken you in Beacon Hill. I've enjoyed Not the Red technically Hat. a sports bar, but they're known for the mudslides. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of my favorite restaurants ever. Um, and they have great boneless buffalo wings. They have a clam chatter in the bread bowl. That's oh. yeah. But yeah. the go-to yeah. thing good. is the frozen mudslides, oh, and they yeah. come out like this big. It's like this big mocha milkshake. Oh. And anybody I've ever taken there is like, oh, I'm not going to have that. And they're like, Oh, they start sucking them down. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you need a drink calling card too. And I don't know what that is. So I, I think guess the it Bloody Mary on, the bar. on a Sunday morning. We're talking football. I mean, this is football season talk. This is the whole right. point of having a sports bar conversation here on House of Cards. <laughs> Is is the you know you, the, it's morning into early afternoon for quite a few of our listeners here. Right. And I think the Bloody Mary is but a perfect vehicle for that. This all goes back to thinking about like what you are. If you're just a if you're just a bar, if you're just a restaurant, you're not that progression that you just talked about, Joe. Like that's not something that like a lot of people, a lot of other establishments would think about. But if you're a sports bar and your big day during football season is Sunday, and you are wanting to cater to people throughout a continuum, you know, from the first set of games into the second, that's like, that shows that you actually care about what's going on, right? You think like, okay, they're going to start with the Bloody Mary. 
kind of like get going and then there'll be some pictures like coming out later yeah. you know like think about think about that like actually like you know actually like put together the, your menu with the forethought for what you're actually calling yourself i would also i mean we ha- let's have the discussion now and just get it over with like big wangs in la oh yeah <laughs> which is kind of a mess i've enjoyed it it's you know and i haven't been there in a couple of years yeah, but yeah. like the two big pool tables in the room. Guess what? If people want to go play pool or play games, go to a pool hall. Go somewhere else. Yeah. This is a sports bar. It's very important real all, estate. All you're doing is not only you're hogging space, but half the time the person's about. Believe me, yeah. you know, no, you house knows better than anyone. Nobody loves playing pool in a bar more than me. Right. At least I, I used to. But you know, the guy's taking a shot. Hold on, can you move your beer? It's like, no. why, why are we all catering to these two right. bozos playing pool? Right. I've been one of those bozos many times. But I'm in a sports bar. I want to watch yeah. games. Use the space wisely. Yeah. Instead of, you know, if you want to have the golden tea machine in the corner, great. Right. Right. Stick it right in the corner. Right. That's not bother. It's not taking up space. Yeah. Shuffleboard is another one that sure. we got to talk about. Like yeah. my, you talked about your dream sports bar, which yeah. you haven't laid out for us yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to have shuffleboard. A nice shuffle pucks. Like the Sam's in Porchester where they should have a statue of me outside that place. It is one Sam's of in Porchester, the, New York. the great developments of our uh, adulthood, you know, uh, over the last 20 years. I feel like shuffle pucks have really made. Uh, Not enough, though. Have, have, on the East Coast, I'm telling you. Yeah. I, 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 I wish can only find them in like beach towns uh, in my early days. And now they're all, you can go to six bars in D.C. and Craig, that was yeah. my one chance to go pro in something athletically. <laughs> I mean, at least you had it. You don't understand how many people I've taken down. I mean, I'm probably a little washed up now, but well, well wait, man. how can you be washed up in shuffleboard? It's the first sport. You're, That's you're true. Like, Maybe I'll get you're better. You're a rookie in like shuffleboard. Uh, shuffleboard. People I, who I they know the people who've lost out there they know. Um, but yeah, I would, the shuffleboard because you can put it on the side. Yeah, yeah. It does yeah. take up it needs much to be space. On the side. It needs to be the pool table is a disaster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's like almost the whole room. If you want to have it when in. Um, uh, the like the big sports bar where I was growing up, they did have, they did have pool tables, but they had like a whole other like billiards room. Yeah, great. Like, do that. That's Go over right. there. Yeah, That's, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. If you're a place that, I mean, this is the identity crisis that we're talking about here. Who do you want to be? Right. And if you're going to be a, a place that offers pool for for patrons that might not be 100 percent involved in the TV viewing experience, then it has to be in a place that doesn't detract no, from no. your customers that are there to watch the effing games. Don't do that to me. That's no. right. Another Don't thing. Do it to me. So I feel I think we all agree that the big square is an essential if you're building the dream mm-hmm. sport yeah. with the bartender in it. I think the mistake some of these sports bars make, and it's not even a mistake because it's a space thing probably, the square's got to be huge. Yeah. You make the square tight, and now I'm I'm staring up at Sight the TVs. Lines, exactly. I don't, I don't want yeah, yeah. to crank my no. head. I don't want to hurt my neck. No. no. I want, If you bring the square out, you put more stuff in the square. Or at least so the TVs got, down. Yeah, three uh-huh. bartenders. I got TVs yeah. hanging down. And I have more space. I could put a nice ad, like almost like the Cowboys Stadium Jumbotron. Right. Well, stick I, that in the middle. I think the ones that's that, where I want to go. You're right. The ones that do that well also have TVs on either side, on yeah. the sides yes. of the square, so that you're not, you don't have to do do the up look. You can right. go a left look or a right look also. There's they almost, cover all those bases. There's almost like a like a golden mean number of screens as well. Yeah. Like if there's too many, I'm going to have a stroke at some point. Right. You know, I can't take in that much. If there's too few, then I'm like, you know, kind of like looking over some guy to see if I can see the screen. I don't know what the number is. Maybe somebody's figure out like per square footage, how many like, you know, 
uh, square inches of screen space you need. But I've been in other places where it's like, oh, I can see the game, but I can, you know, I can see like everything all at once and it's way too overwhelming. We should, I'm sure you're going to get people tweeting at uh, House from DC about this. If somebody loves the layout of their sports bar and especially the square, which we can call like sports bar square or whatever with the bartender in the middle. And there's like the perfect TV slash whatever. Tweet the picture at house. Yeah, at us. Oh, at yeah. house from DC. We'll, yeah. Because I would love to. I've never really seen it perfectly pulled off. I've yeah. seen variations that I liked, but um, you really got to commit to the size of the square. Yeah. yeah. I the, mean, and this goes back to. So if I were creating like the perfect sports bar, the first person I would hire. Me? Oh. You. Yeah, sure. Thanks, as, Thanks Chief. As, as a consultant. As the director of programming. Yeah. Uh-huh. I want one person every day who knows what's on TV every day. That person has a meeting with the staff before they open and you're saying, here's a schedule, memorize it. Or, he, you know, it's like you can be like a quarterback and you have it like on your wrist or something, you know, like, you know, when the games are on, what channels they're on. You could argue that's just somebody's job. That's like, if you're going to have a bus boys right. and, right. you know, like a bar back, maybe you just, and a maitre d' or a hostess. I agree with Maybe all that's of just this. somebody's job. I'd also like to add an amendment to that rule because this bothers me more than anything. You go to a sports bar and the best TV and they're showing like the Avalanche Kings game. And meanwhile, it's game five of the of, yeah. of the uh, baseball playoffs or something. You're Don't like, do hey, can we can you switch yeah. to the game? And the bartender goes, well, no, they already they already asked for this. It's like, I don't fucking yeah, yeah, care. Yeah, no, it's no, baseball no, yeah. playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Put need, the baseball you need playoffs on, you jackass. That's, right. that's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There you needs- don't get, there's no, there's no, oh, they were here first, so they get to watch the stupid game. Right. They're like, get no. that out of here. Get yeah, the fuck exactly. out of here. Yeah, that's an important, uh, you need, that That comes from uh, a place with a strong core identity and the belief. Now, what what the, a place that purports to be a proper sports bar would do to customers that come in and have a second tier or third tier sports interest. Yes, we're going to accommodate you, but understand right. this TV is an important TV. Right. If other folks come in, there is a sporting event going on that most of the world There's is watching. There's a hierarchy. We're going to accommodate those people. So we'd love to accommodate you. You can watch for as long as you want. It, the channel might change. Just be prepared for we that. We should add that to your hierarchy, by the way, because yeah. I asked you about uh, layout right. food the, yeah, versus yeah. beer. Right. I would argue that the the lead two bartenders or the lead bartender are as important as anything else. Absolutely, yeah. The best places have bartenders that have been there for twenty years. Yeah, and yeah. they're there because a they're getting paid and b they're really good at what they're well, doing. And then not only really good, but also they, they they're enforcers a little bit. I mean, they, yeah. they cover a whole sort of gamut of important. They're roles. not in the weeds. They're right. not no, like no, no, all right. I want to do is get yeah. my drinks out. They're actually like, oh, that's ridiculous. Why yeah. don't we have the baseball playoffs on? Right. Yeah. I mean, and I don't listen. If you if 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 you're really busy, like I understand. But also, if I'm having to go up to the bar to get drinks during the game, I want to be able to go up quickly you know, get my beer, then go sit back down. So be staffed enough so that it's not going to be some shit show up at the, up at the bar. Small wrinkle for you here. If, if we're at the dream sports bar, yeah. cause I've always wanted this with Starbucks where you get the express card line that you pay a little extra for it. I can oh, yeah. jump everyone. Well, that, that exists. Sports now. bar express line. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, there's this little extra <laughs> counter over there and it's like, well, you know, I'm paying an extra 10 bucks right. a week, but I get to skip all these other people who want a Bloody Mary. Obviously, the mobile app that exists for Starbucks is your 
come to the head. I was of the calling line. it forever. Right. Yeah. I understand okay. it, but in, that, it doesn't no, seem no, I'm like. Just, I'm really happy that it happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there we go. It, I, made, it made a ton of sense. And all I'm saying is that techno- the technology exists, so you could apply it. You have a small version of that inside the sports bar. So, in you know, mobile app ordering. In that vein with the fast lane, this reminds me um, when I first moved to LA, I lived in Los Feliz. And I would go to Ye Rustic a lot. Now, that's not a sports bar at all, but they do have a few screens and they have great, great wings. It almost overcomes everything else. They it's it's hilarious that wings. that became like the go-to place for everyone because that's how bad the the uh, the options were. Right. It's like it's like pitch black in there. Oh yeah, like yeah. you could you could yeah. you could leave with somebody and it might be a male, it might be a, yeah, a you female. Have, you, you have no idea what's going it's on. It's so in the dark. Twenty first century. Yeah. We, we accommodate right. all. It's like being in the eighth grade where you go in the closet. Everyone takes turns going in the closet right. with somebody else. That's the yeah. Eurustic. But here was one of the magic things about Eurustic when it wasn't too busy. You would ask the um, the waitress, hey, can you put on such and such a game? If it wasn't too busy, she would just come back to the table and give you the remote. Oh, the drop. Wow. And, oh, I and love we, that. Every time we just felt like, yeah. we're, like we're the chosen people. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this. If there was a room in the bar where you could control the remote, how much is that worth? Like, is it just worth like an extra like? 25 bucks so this bill? is part is of too the, much? this is part of the dream scenario because I think there's a bar in Boston that does this it's a big bar but then they rent out um like three other rooms sure and oh, in yeah. Vegas they do this too so it's sports bar but it's almost like you're getting your own luxury suite right and you get this I've never seen anyone really pull it off and yeah. also like who's gonna spend that kind of coin on yeah that's the problem I think most like, really? bars. Thought. I've had this conversation with my good pal Monty at Taurus and Monty. They have a patio that is, you have to go through a door and it's an indoor outdoor patio. They can have the windows up or down depending on season. It's wonderful when the uh, season permits the windows to be up, the fresh air is coming in During off the street. The three weeks in DC yeah, well, per year where that's possible. It's, it's well, is that 98 or 10? Oct- <laughs> September and October. It's lovely. That's um, three weeks. But they have toyed with in the past offering up the patio as a dedicated space for mm. for a core group of folks uh, that yeah. want to watch yeah, it exactly yeah, yeah. Right. and and in fact uh my football fantasy football draft every single year is conducted on the patio at tortoise and hare money should call that the ctc suite <laughs> cut the check ctc <laughs> ctc suite the ctc suite but i think the challenge is finding enough um they have it always as they can always accommodate it but it isn't there isn't as much interest in it as you might think like i'd also like i think sports bars could get more creative because you're gonna have your nights that are awesome yeah monday night football is just gonna carry you for 17 weeks playoffs all these different things but there's gonna be the the tuesday night in january tuesday night in august that's when you got to do you know sports trivia night right you, you got to come up with gimmicks, golden tea night, whatever you yeah. have to do. Like make it so that every night's an event. So right. at least I want to know what's which, going on at the, at the bar. Which goes back to my director of programming. Like yeah. the director of programming can, you know, like at the ringer, the, we have like a long-term schedule. We know what's going on. Craig, don't give away our oh, secrets. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. We edit don't that, have a schedule. We don't know what's going <laughs> right. on. Is this live? Everything's uh, random. Right. But you know, like know what's going on in a month. And if, you know, like have like, I don't know, like, Bring in like find some some like uh, old jocks who live in town. Oh. Bring them in for like story night, you know, like like a story Q&A night. Or I something. like it. Yeah, yeah. The the 
Tortoise and Hare is a Pittsburgh orientation. There's a strong uh, group of folks that come to there to watch, mainly the Steelers. And they have over over the years. I think Antoine Randall was in there last year. That's awesome. They haven't come through, you know, both for the, the Sunday games, but also on, on, on other nights. Wait, these, these bars that turn themselves over to teams or cities? Because Sonny McLean's is the Boston bar. That's oh. why I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig's a... Tigers, Dodgers, bigamist. He yeah, wouldn't have been the same. It's true. You're sports bigamist. I like it. It's, it's true. like you're juggling two wives. Thank you for accepting me. Yeah. Um, but it would be interesting if Sonny McLean's just said, We're up for bid. Oh, we're that's happy to dump Boston for New York, Chicago, whatever. Name your price. Yeah. Or you name mean, on, or, a, on a rolling basis or like one time? Like, I just think he, every year it's yeah. like they just put it up for auction. <laughs> like, hey, Boston fans, want to keep it? Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. going to get yeah. a lot of feedback right. 20,000 GoFundMe right. page yeah. or because whatever. It's a, it's a pretty uh, mature business now. I think some bar folks are going to be chiming in on the social media at us about this and the difficulties and so forth. I think once you oh, find... Oh, I, th- I think it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. The yeah, reason yeah, it's you're so right. hard, we know it's so hard is because nobody's really pulled off right. all the pieces that we like. Right. Yeah. You well, can this, get halfway there two-thirds of the way there but this is the perfect segue the chief you've mentioned a couple places here in la yeah. we've mentioned some some spots that haven't got it quite right yeah the pod fathers mentions his own experience tell me you know you you uh uh guided us very well with the apple pan yeah. what's your go-to spot here in la if you're willing to divulge yeah yeah, yeah if yes. you're willing to divulge yeah. here I'm in la to what's your the spot business because yeah. this the the dirty secret about LA is that I think it's I think it's a bad sports bar town, which pains me to say. What, what is a dirty secret about? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's open. True. I know. It's I just like I'm just such a homer. Secret. Yeah. Okay. So my favorite sports bar in Los Angeles is it's weird, but it is great. It's called Beer Garden, spelled like like a German. It's a beer German garden. joint, exactly. It's a German joint, but it's in Koreatown. So it's a Korean-German sports bar. Listen. House and I ride with K-Town. <laughs> yeah, we were there yesterday. Yeah. it's Wait, did you go? We Are went you, to K-Town. We, we went to okay. Kassar's okay. and we went to Kyochin. Okay. Oh, I mean, you can't yeah. go wrong there. But here's, this is, here's the pitch for Beer Garden. It's in a strip mall, like everything in K-Town. So you know it's actually good. Yeah. Um, they have the perfect like screen-to-wall ratio. It is... It is a it is a square. There's not like a central element, but it is in a square. The food, we can talk about the food in a minute, but the food is wild. It is really, really good. Here's uh, the the staff, incredibly accommodating. You can add, you know, like I'll go for March Madness. And so I'll say, can you go to True TV? Can you go to, and they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Never have complained. Here's like the, just in terms of the sports viewing experience, this is the cherry on top for me. You can hit them up on Facebook a few days in advance to say, hey, are you guys going to show, you know, like the the Indiana-Wichita State game? And they're like, yeah, that'll be on. They'll actually get back to you. Huh. Hmm. I tried it once just on a flyer, and we, like 45 minutes later, they got back to me, and I was blown away. The The beer list is great. Um, I've never had the cocktails, but they do have cocktails. I bet they have a Bloody Mary. I bet it's pretty good. But the food is what puts it over the top because the food actually breaks one of your guys' rules, but it actually backs it up because it does a lot of crazy things. It's Korean, so they have things like kimchi pancakes. Mm. Oh. Uh, it's called Beer Garden, so they have like a lot of brats. Oh, okay, great. They have, they have, uh, they have something um, called German fried rice, which is fried rice with gravy and an egg on top. What kind of gravy? 
It, like some kind of like indistinguishable. Meat. I thought it was like a brown gravy. That a German a brown gravy. Yeah, it's a brown gravy. Not an Asian. No, soy no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, like you could have it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> what did you think I was asking? <laughs> I thought it was good. German fried rice was a fried rice that a German sat on. Because <laughs> what else would German fried rice? I didn't <laughs> even understand what you it was. Go to beer garden. The Germans are weird. Out. Don't yeah. underestimate the Germans' <laughs> house. That's a fair point. They get super kinky. Um, they have poutine. Which doesn't make any sense. Poutine is French Canadian. Where do they get the curds from? I have no. I don't know. I don't I know. Mean, what, I don't know how that makes sense at but all. This is what I love about K Town: the food exactly. experience. The only they'll, place they'll can pull, pull this from off. like yeah, they'll they'll pull Mexican food into Korean food, yeah. and you're like, what the hell is yeah. this? Why are these two things together? But yeah, very experimental. Yeah. K Town. Okay. Any other place that would have this menu, I wouldn't touch any of this. Yeah. This place, everything on the menu. They they pull off really well. Okay, and here, the, the only thing about it, only weird thing about it is, other than you know that crazy menu, is you know how we were just talking about e rustic, how you know you go in there and it's the complete absence of light. There's not a single window in this place, so you go in and you're just like, oh well, I could have maybe I've been here for three days, maybe I've been here for forty five minutes. I don't I don't know, but that's like fine if it's just like if you're just sitting in a big box and everything else is on point, I'm happy. If I'm going to go to a sports bar in LA, that's, this is the one place I'll go every time. So they open this on 3rd Street, which is a really busy street yeah. that I wish I had lived at on before I had, had kids or near. Um, they opened this place called Goal that was this kind of foofy, oh. fancy sports yeah. bar that was backed by some celebs. Okay. And uh, I think... Sounds like a recipe for disaster, but go on. I think <laughs> one of them, I think Leah was involved. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but like the guy who created Entourage was was there and they named the Hot Fudge Sunday after him. And you went, first of all, you're paying $10 for valet parking. That's a sports bar no-no oh, no, yeah, right yeah. out of the bat. <laughs> There's no parking. <laughs> then you go in and it's it's basically the tables are on the left and on the right. It's it's one giant square room and it's just booths. And there's then there's a bar that faces you from the door that's got like eight seats and then just booths. So if you don't get one of the booths, you can't stand really uh -huh. and... And uh, it just, yeah. it, it was ambitious, but kind of ill-conceived. Yeah. I've only seen the best structured sports bars I've seen were Sam's in Porchester. They had the shuffleboard. Nice. They did they did a gimmick that I really liked, right? Tight quarters when you walk in with the sports bar. Shuffleboard table on the right. Counter with some seats in the middle. And the bar on the left. And TVs. Yeah. And that's it. If you can't get in, you're just, you're not invited. Yeah. And then the back room was food. And it was like, you're either in here or you're out. So that's one way to do it. The Fours in Boston has the big, big bar. It's got an upstairs where you can eat. It's got the thing nice. on the left. It's got the big thing in the middle with the bars. Not totally the square, but kind of. But then also on the right, the upper deck seating. Uh -huh. So it's like three steps yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. So you can kind of see over the people who are milled around. Don't sleep on the upper deck seating. No, absolutely. Because you can see over the people with the TV. Like viewing that. experience. Like that. It's a good viewing one. Viewing experience. And yeah, then, uh, that's right. And then the only other one, I thought Monty's bar had some things I liked. Yeah, well, it, it sets up pretty well um, because of the its It was shape. open. Yeah, exactly. The shape, it was open. That's it could right. fit a lot of people. That's right. And and so they could cover off a lot of games. I, I At any point in time, there's seven to nine televisions in there. They, they vary a little bit depending on... But really, Vegas has the best setups. The best yeah. setups and the and the least happy places. Least yeah. happy places. It's so unhappy. The idea of like having if you open your dream sports bar and had a lot of stuff we talked about, but then there was another giant room that you left and it was just stadium seating right. with people sitting facing ten TVs right. and waitresses and 
that's a world that could you could do that in the valley in some crazy right. warehouse, right? I mean, it, it just it really offends me as an adopted Angelino that LA doesn't get sports bars, right? Because LA is the world capital of like visual entertainment. Right. We have more resources here. Like, why can't why don't we have this everywhere? Well, like, remember that bar near Grantland? What was that called? The uh, where we would get mediocre oh, takeout oh, food oh, the sometimes. Place at, uh, LA. The gigantic one. Yeah. Um, God, it was so unmemorable. Now I don't even. Like we can't remember the name, yeah, but yeah. it had it had a huge square bar, like what yeah. I'm talking about, with yeah. the little TVs in the top, and then tables around it. That was bad. We can't what, even remember the was name it the, of was it. Was it the the urban? place or was it the nah, yard, house? yard house yard house yard, yard house. house yeah yeah yeah. solid yeah. chain yeah solid yeah B- exactly. chain. chain good yeah, beers yeah. so yeah yeah, yeah. solid right. Yeah. right a lot of right. beers on tap yeah good enough. that was good yeah. space spacey yeah. yeah yeah but somehow I, I it was hard to feel a connection to it it was at la live it was literally <laughs> under our office and we never were <laughs> no, like no, no, hey yeah, let's go was, hey yeah let's go tonight no Although yeah. Jacoby was there a lot. He I, I don't it. want to throw anyone under the bus, yeah. but <laughs> right. they did yell his name when he it's walked Jacob's in. Jacob's, yeah. Makes sense. Oh. But, um, but well, yeah, I, I'm agree with Craig. I've never really seen it. Does D.C.? Well, D.C. is such a transplant town. You have um, an establishment for every football team in the NFL. Right. And many of those establishments will then extend the way the tortoise and hare what does. What the Boston? To is there cover. a Boston one? Oh, there's more than one Boston. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for never taking me. Well, well, I'm <laughs> not interested. You're taking me to a Steelers bar. What do I care about? What the fuck about? do I want to go to a Steelers bar? I don't care how close you are with Monty. This is my boy. I, rep, I hate the Steelers. I rep for Monty. <laughs> I should, hate the Patriots, so it worked out fine. Can we talk quickly about the disaster that was the ESPN zones? Oh, because God. that was oh, the high tech version point. of this, right? Oh, God. Rest, rest in peace. And what's funny oh. is don't the, rest in no, peace. No, don't rest in peace. And the don't guy who me. ran the ESPN zones, who ran them into the ground, then somehow took over production. What? And was one of the people I battled <laughs> with when I was there, Mark Gross. Oh, no. You're, who, he's who, naming who names. Ass from his elbow. Bill yeah, Simmons was, is naming names. No, that, it's well, true. the ESPN zones were an epping disaster. Oh, yeah, God. well, that was Mark Gross. So disgraceful. His same person wanted to start off with the Lakers on every NBA uh, countdown for yeah. two years. I, but uh, I remember I was in one in Chicago once and it just said huge on the wall and like red letters, in fuego. And I was like, you're ruining everything that's good. Why? It was the least <laughs> self-aware restaurant ex- experience that's ever been created. It is incredible. They... Uh, got every element wrong. Yeah. The TVs were wrong. Yeah. The service couldn't have been less interested. The food sucked. Yeah. It really got every element the wrong. The DC was one of the big ones. They had a studio in there. Tony Kornheiser used to broadcast a radio <laughs> show out of the studio. I remember. We the sat only, in there with them once. That's right. It was the only thing they got right in that one. It was yeah. a huge uh, uh, space. Yeah. It was. Um, we had one when we did the first two years of Grantland that was... I mean, a right. two-minute walk from right. us? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think anyone ever said, let's Never. go to the ESPN zone no, tonight. No. You worked for ESPN. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Never. Never. Not once. No. They that, really met. It's If they had 20 decisions to make, I think they went 0 for 20. Yeah. 0 for 20. At yeah. least they got the name right, I guess. They put ESPN in the name. Yeah. But yeah, I still feel like that giant ass, like you think about Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yes. If I had said to you 15 years ago, there's going to be a place that calls itself Buffalo Wild Wings. And they're going to franchise wings and people will go there. We'd be like, that's no way. Yeah. That's idiotic. Yeah. And they've done it. Yeah. You would think there would be a sports bar version of that. They were like, this is our awesome, intimate sports bar geared. We put thought into the cities. What do you think about this though? Because you would think that, but I wonder almost if when you go to a sports bar, you want to know you're in Boston, you're in Cleveland, you're in Detroit, you're in L. You want to kind of like have that sense of place. And if it's something like, like, you know, 
Buffalo Wild Wings is it's 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 fine, but like when I'm Beer Garden is so weird, it couldn't be anywhere other than LA in Koreatown. You uh, have right. that sense I'm of place. I'm with the chief on this. I think it's important for the establishment to have its own kind of independent identity because if it's projecting an identity that you're walking in and yeah. you're kind of uh, assuming you don't want it to be generic. You want it to be a unique experience that you That's associate fair. with, you know, your fandom. Right. I wish we could have had this conversation with ESPN in 2000. <laughs> too bad. Could have saved a lot, too bad. A lot of failed restaurants. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we've, we've covered off, you know, all the uh, important elements here. And we ended with a, a brilliant failure. Is there anything else that we need to cover? <laughs> I just think more ingenuity. Yeah. More ingenuity. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I would, I think looking at the space and and figuring out how the sports bar fits in that space yep. to me is the number one question. Yeah. If you're going to do it, how does this work? Like happy endings on Sunset. Uh-huh. You go in there. <laughs> yeah. what, wait a minute. What are we talking about? That's where I have my fantasy football draft every oh, yeah. year. Ooh, that's yeah. a relief. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a sports bar. <laughs> okay. But you go in and it's like big, giant, square. Yeah. It knows what it is. Yeah, right. It's, right. it's you know, it's... It's not going to be an expensive night at Happy Endings, yeah. but it knows what it is. Sure. It does what it does right. what it does, and it uses the space right. Yeah. I think using the space is just well, remember that sports is in the name of your establishment. That's, that's it. I mean, I, I love the Chiefs' guidance on director of programming. That that that's a play. That's a an area where every establishment could could benefit from the and Chiefs' guidance. What a great guidance. job! I go to four years of you college imagine? and oh, grad yeah. school. You yeah. become the director of programming Absolutely. at a sports bar. That's yeah. a huge win. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, would you want in your side, would you want to be a director of sports programming for a bar? Like on the weekends? Get free for the dark room. <laughs> it's a good side hustle. Kyle goes to some bars that are not sports bars. <laughs> they're, they're dark, dark places. That's, it's probably a good time to end <laughs> on that note. Podfather. Thank you. Chief. Yes. Thanks. Thank you both. I think we've run into we the ground. We saw Thanks, we guys. Good Always. job, guys. Good job. All right, big thanks to the Chief and the Podfather for all of that outstanding dialogue on the very best attributes of the very best sports bar. How about a couple words from some very good friends of ours here at House of Carbs? Podcast friends, being a foodie, I have a lot of friends who own restaurants. Lucky me. And they always have to keep an eye on their costs and reports because their profit margin can be small. Touch Bistro's iPad point of sale takes the guesswork out of all of that. Its reporting and analytics takes your restaurant data and consolidates it into great looking reports that will help you make money saving decisions in just a glance. You'll know right away if you are scheduling too much staff or if you're ordering too little of something like how about some extra buffalo mozzarella how about that you might be missing out on sales or if you need to make some tough decisions to save your business now for the whole month of october touch bistro is giving away a 25 dollar amazon gift card to the first 200 people who complete a live demo of their pos system just go to touchbistro.com slash house of carbs and you'll get $25 in your pocket just to find out 
How Touch Bistro can make your restaurant life so much easier. That's touchbistro.com slash house of carbs to complete a live Touch Bistro demo and get that $25 Amazon gift card. Touch Bistro, the point of sale that helps restaurants succeed. And I also want to tell you about our friends at ZipRecruiter. Podcast listeners, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Because finding great talent can be tough. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job. That's better than anyone else out there. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just 24 hours. That's one day. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today, my friends, why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, House of Carbs listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, F-R-E-E. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash C-A-R-B-S. Try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. All right, my podcast people, as we do here on House of Carbs. Joining us now, the managing editor at The Ringer and host of the Bachelor Party and Jam Session podcast, the one, the only, Miss Juliet Littman joining us for a very special thirsty food news. Hi. Yo. It's Thirsty Thursday somewhere. Somewhere in the space-time continuum, it's Thirsty Thursday. So And and happy hour and everything. Yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. That's what I was going for. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So look, uh, we're going to talk about some incredible um, smuggling stories. We have wonderful feedback from the thirsty listeners on the trials, tribulations, and travails of getting their favorite beverage into the concert of choice, the sporting event of choice. But you are just back, fresh back from a trip to New York City, and I can't let us commence without hearing about one delicious meal in New York City. Okay. Well, it was my grandma's 100th birthday. She is now yeah. 100 years and one week old. It was. It's awesome. pretty amazing. Shout out to her. Um, her name is Gwen, so I've been calling this her Gwentennial. Um, and pretty good. <laughs> thank you. We had a family party to celebrate her 100 years of living at this place called uh, Il Postino, I believe it's mm. called. And okay. it's on 49th Street between 1st and 2nd. It's just like a neighborhood Italian spot, but it was really good. Like, mm. really, really good. Uh, just like a neighborhood restaurant really hits a spot sometime. And so they had two things. We had like a whole long meal. Actually, there were three things that were incredibly delicious. One, a ricotta ravioli and an Alfredo sauce. Sure. I've never had that before. I didn't know you could get like a ricotta or like a ravioli and Alfredo sauce. 
It sounds like it could be incredibly rich. So it, there's a delicate was. balance there. How it was, was it? but there, but they yeah. were like only two raviolis. It was like an appetizer. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So that was amazing. Then we, I had like a pan fried fish. It was just like a, it's like a full fillet. It was like a plate, like a white fish, like a, um, like a, a giant ma- branzino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was branzino. And it was just like so delicately cooked in butter. It was amazing. Oh, oh sure, yeah. And and then for dessert we had we had um, a poached pear ice cream, good. A, like you know, chocolate cake, good. But then it was like an amazing ricotta cheesecake, and I just was blown oh. away. It was so delicate. Yeah. It was just it was delicately done across the board. So even though these all sound really heavy, they they weren't, and I was just very happy. So Il Postino, shout out for Il Postino's delicate treatment of the ricotta, huh? Yeah, Beautiful, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Fresh ricotta oh, is like one of my favorite foods, so it was really uh, good. Uh, yeah, right. It's it's uh, unparalleled. It's it doesn't it's it's the it's the uh, I don't know. There, it's a, such a light cheese. It's an yeah. airy cheese. It doesn't. It's cheese light. It's I don't know so how good. else to, to describe it. And like the kind of it's one of the only foods where I think like the kind of pure artisanal version is significantly better than whatever you get in like the grocery store. That's just sort of like yeah. packaged or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah like for w- sure. Worth the extra dollar worth getting it from like your local cheese shop. It's just so good. I think that might be true of all of those like Italian cheeses. The same is definitely true of the Buffalo Moss, yes, right? Definitely. I mean, you know, you have to have the, the freshest in the water. It's a ball and you have to rip it with your hands. Totally. Anyway. So now I'm hungry. Sorry. But we're not going to talk about any food on this episode of Food News because the thirsty people have spoken. We have uh, received incredible feedback from all of our hungry and and and, and thirsty friends, uh, and have narrowed down hundreds of suggestions and entries for uh, the alcohol smuggling portion of the show today, um, down to five or six. What do we got, Juliet? We got some good stories. I'm excited about a lot of these. I I have a passion for for these kinds of stories in general, and I I appreciate everyone responding. Um, let's start with Minister Joseph's story. <laughs> Minister Joseph. <laughs> Minister Joseph. We're gonna go no last names for all of these, just just in case to protect the innocent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay, here's his story. Hello, you guys wanted to hear alcohol smuggling stories. Correct. About a year ago, I had slap and bank heart surgery on my shoulder, so I was in a sling for a few months. Uh, I looked that up. It's like an arthroscopic shoulder surgery. Slap and bank heart. Yes. That's, okay. So that must be two people's names if I had to guess. Anyway, on my sling, there was a pillow that rested on my stomach that stopped my arm from swinging around. So I cut a hole on the inside of it, took out the stuffing, and filled it with a water bottle of whiskey. Water bottles don't set off metal detectors. Then you buy a Coke at the Bradley Center and make a mixed drink while watching some Marquette basketball. That sounds like a delightful evening. Some Marquette basketball with the whiskey you brought from home. Who doesn't like that? I have a bunch of questions. Okay, let's hear them. Not not surprisingly. I haven't really seen a swing, uh, I'm sorry, a sling with a pillow attached to it. Have you have you heard of that? Can <laughs> no, you imagine it? So because it it seems kind of awkward. What do you do? I guess you just take the sling off for showers and uh, you know, sleeping and other stuff, but it seems like that's a hell of a contraption the sling and the pillow together. Maybe I I need to see a picture of this thing. It does. So I can visualize it. It does seem tricky. Also, um on the other hand, 
this having your hand in a sling is really good for mixing a drink while sitting because like you know that you won't shake the cup like you have it's, it's been stabilized so you 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 can do an easy pour you don't have to worry about spillage. This sounds like an awesome uh, alcohol innovation. Maybe we should <laughs> we better rush right out and patent that. That's like that's I love the idea here. The hold steady alcohol. Yeah, sling. exactly. The, the or sling like, pour. Yeah. Or what if you, you know, you are um, double fisting and you're like, but I actually need to use one of my hands. So you, you could also get like another like appendage or something that you could just wear while you're going through your two drinks. This <laughs> happened to me recently. I was I had two drinks in my hand. It was really I mean, I, I, want to, I want to start doing sling blade impressions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sling. I can't do it. <laughs> I have my left hand sling pour. My right hand sling pour, holding my hand steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't do it. I don't know what to do. <laughs> okay, anyway, that- shout out to Minister Joe and the water bottle whiskey Coke Marquette basketball. Yeah, I love it. I hope he's a fan innovation. of Jimmy Butler's and Dwayne Wade. Um, Word. Okay, another story from the Midwest. This comes from Patrick from Columbus. And Patrick from Columbus, his he sent a photo and his um, innovation is close to what spurred this conversation to begin with. We wrote, we read a news article about a woman in the UK who put just like a vodka bottle, like a fifth of vodka in the middle of a sandwich and she tried to smuggle that in and she got caught. Patrick from Columbus has a different take also involving bread. Here's Patrick's story. When going to a multi-day music festival, I put bottles of whiskey in bread loaves. I cut holes in the bread and using a funnel, poured the whiskey into water bottles that had a more cylindrical shape. It worked, but I kind of wish security caught me so they could be impressed with my ingenuity. (laughs) Patrick. I mean, couldn't you just be satisfied with the whiskey, Patrick? I, yeah, seriously. I, don't, I don't think you want to get caught. So this is what Patrick did, just in case the listeners are having a hard time um, uh, picturing it. He took an entire loaf of bread. This is wheat bread. It looks like the kind yeah, of like sliced, two, yeah. sliced wheat bread. Yeah, sliced wheat bread. It's like the $2 kind of the, on the bottom shelf that you're just like, oh, fine, I'll get wheat bread. I'll get the cheapest one so it'll taste as close to white bread as possible. And <laughs> um, he just kind of like took a like almost like a like a paper towel size roll. Like that's like what he took out of the middle of this loaf of bread and then just put his alcohol in the middle. My question is, do music festivals allow you to bring in entire loaves of bread? You know, if it's a multi-day music festival, like is he going to Burning Man? In, you're bringing in some some groceries, I guess. You're allowed to show your groceries. I guess so. It's a weird. The one. thing that 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 I wondered about this, um, how did they pass muster? I, it must be have been the case that security didn't feel any of these loaves, didn't grab them by the hand, because they would have felt significantly heavier than a normal loaf of bread, which is what tripped up our poor friend in the UK, yeah, the sandwich lady. Yeah, it's weird. Also, I've noticed that whiskey is like what people are trying to smuggle in here. Well, a lot of bang for your buck with whiskey, That's right? True. It can go in a lot of different directions. You're, it, it's a shot. It's a it's a wonderful mixer. Yeah. With a Coke or a, you know, some people do cream soda. You know, a Ooh, lot of different ways you can take. I want to try that whiskey oh, and cream soda. It's a tasty. Oh, sure. sure. Oh, yeah. how I'm, wonderful! I love I'm cream sure it soda. Has a name. I'm sure it has a name. That sounds really good, House. I've never had that, and I just want to oh. say. I've been drinking a really long time. I'm 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 very like familiar with different ways of smuggling alcohol. When I was in college, this was not even like to a sporting event, but it was just because I was cheap and in college and I don't know why I did this. But I used to put two beers in my purse like pretty regularly. And like then we would go to a bar and I would just like bring beer with me to the bar. 
And I was just instead of having to buy it there. <laughs> well, that that's perfectly reasonable because uh, no bouncer is going to check your you know your purse, a girl's purse. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Yeah. So true. that that and and producing a beer out of your purse in that environment, not not high high likelihood of detection. No, but it was pretty weird. I would like be inside a bar and people would be like, "Why did you just pull a drink out of your bag?" <laughs> First beer, first beer, free beer. Yeah, tastes abs- best. Absolutely, free beer tastes best. Exactly. I don't know. It was a weird move. And um, I grew up in New York City, and you didn't even have to try very hard to like get alcohol when you were maybe not allowed to have it because um, even though Postmates has revolutionized delivery in much of the world, New York has had delivery on lock for a long time, and that includes that includes liquids and beverages. So. You know, just throwing that out there. Well, uh, what was the what's the the protocol? Uh, how much? What's the tip you have to to pay the guy that brings it when he re- realizes that you're underage? Oh, what's like the standard minimum ten dollars? I think. Yeah, m- minimum, minimum ten. I would. I would. It feels like it's a twenty dollar. Yeah, minimum. A twenty dollar surcharge. Twenty dollar premium. Yeah. It, yes, it, I'm sixteen, but here's your twenty dollars. Yeah. And like we were buying like peach schnapps. It wasn't even like. Ugh. Like really worth it. <laughs> like the delivery guy knows. Oh my god! This yeah, crew, I'm gonna like peach schnapps. <laughs> Got to be some this teenage is, girls if they want is peach for children. Schnapps. Exactly. Um, okay, back to these reader stories. This one's elaborate. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. Just bear with me. This is from Kevin. Uh, he didn't say where he's from. I was standing in line to enter the Mets game, and there was a rather large man standing in front of me. I guess we can now assume Kevin's from New York. Uh, the security guards were doing pat-downs, so I started to take my phone, keys, etc. out of my pockets. The large man in front of me started getting patted down when an argument started between the large man and the security guard. Now, the man in front of me was so large that his gut was hanging far off his belt, where his fat was actually hanging down over the front of his pants. The security guard wanted the large man to lift up his belly so he could check if there was anything under there. The man, and I at the time, couldn't believe this request. This seemed like some type of harassment of larger people at the time. How could they inspect the underbelly of his fat? I mean, Kevin, great points. This seems like some kind of discrimination. I'm right there with Kevin. Yeah, agreed. Anyways, back to Kevin's story. After a long back and forth, the man finally agreed to lift up his belly fat for inspection. I felt for sure this was going to lead to some type of formal complaint or lawsuit. But little did I know this is a secret way of smuggling booze into stadiums. The man lifted up his fat and about five to six nips, those little little liquor bottles, fell right out and onto the ground in front of the security guard. I was in complete shock. The large man responded... Oh, wow. How did those get in there? (laughs) The two men smiled at each other and the guy walked into the game. Needless to say, I was in shock and couldn't believe what I had seen. I'm telling this story to other people. I guess this has been done before, but I never heard of it. Uh, And that's Kevin's story. Thank you so much, Kevin. That's a really good one. Yeah, I laughed out loud when I read it. I laugh just now hearing it. I laugh every time I see it. Oh wow. How did those get in there? Yeah, that's amazing. I just, <laughs> I, just I just admire it so much. I I find the logistics so interesting. I'd love to to see a visual of this. Uh, you know, there's got to be something on YouTube. Uh, I, I, I will confess I did not um, go on YouTube to try and find this. I'm not sure how I would enter the description in the search engine. Um, like Be- belly, belly fat, fat booze, belly <laughs> belly fat booze. Okay, okay, that's that's one good way of getting there. I think but it's the, really good. Five or six. That that's a because you know there are, 
a, a nip is each one is like a solid like two, three inches long or so, right? Yeah. Those little airplane bottles. Yeah. So to get five or six, that's that's fifteen inches, eighteen inches. So maybe he layered them three on the bottom, three on the top, because it couldn't go all the way around his waist, could it? I don't and know. Then, and the fat would hold it in place. I don't know. It's a really good question. But maybe if you, maybe if you go kind of like head to toe, like you know, and two people share a bed. If you go like head to toe with the bottles. They kind yeah. of like fit into a groove with each other, so you save some space. Oh, that's I like that. Maybe maybe so. Yeah, they're right. They're, they're properly. They're, that's right. That that's how you do it. What I love is this gentleman taking life's life's lemons and turning trying to turn them into lemonade. I mean, God bless the gentleman with the belly. Yeah. So I I maybe I'm just like hoping this is the case, but I was like, wait, did he get to keep the liquor? If everyone had a laugh, did they let him take it in? <laughs> that's a great point. I don't know. Because it seemed like happy resolution. I don't know. I, 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 I commend this man from the Mets game. As do I. And thank you, Kevin, for sharing that yes. great story. Thank you, Kevin. Okay. One, uh, two more. This two is, more. Two more. This is from uh, Jernej. This is, uh, he sent in two. We're going to share one. And he said, in college, many years ago, we would have occasional music festivals on the Dean's Lawn. Getting booze in there was a no-no, so we had to be clever. Here's one of his favorite solutions. Since the Dean's lawn was public and unfenced till about two days before the music festival, in the dead of the night, a couple of us would bring and bury four or five pony kegs in the lawn. We'd mark where the treasures were hidden on a map. Day of the festival, all we had to do was sneak in a tap. The top of the kegs were close enough to the surface that we had to butt remove some topsoil, set up our picnic blanket, and tap. And if you're thinking, but wasn't the beer warm? Yes. Yes, it was. But we were in college, so who cares? So <laughs> I love this. And I so love this I. because the buried treasure is a classic move. I've heard of that, of people like burying like handles of vodka and they go and dig it up, dig it up. But this is an innovation. This is genius. A keg that all you have to do is put the tap in is so smart. I'm floored. I, I, these people must have gone to Harvard. I, it's all I can say. It's the and it's it, what they're they're pony kegs, which is what that's a smaller version of yeah. a of a normal size keg. It's like you, what you can get you, like a Dwayne Reed these days. Yeah, you because know, you can't be out there with uh, with a backhoe no. digging up the, the moving the the amount of earth you'd have to move for four or five regular size kegs. But four or five pony kegs. That's a good solid day's worth of beer, or at least a morning's worth of beer, right? Yeah, definitely. I was doing this in my mind's eye, and I was like, "Wait a minute! You, you get it in there with the tap. How are you?" Uh, tapping these things without being detected, and you know how are you pouring f- full beers into cups uh, out out of surveillance, out of out of the eye of of uh, Johnny Law? But you know the picnic basket and and the blankets. Now I started to talk myself into it. You could you could pretty I think pretty ingeniously, c- c- uh, you know, create um, a nice little surreptitious pouring zone. Yeah, absolutely. You agree? Yes. You agree? Yes. Also, I was thinking, why not bring some ice? Like, I know that's not traditional, but in the UK, they drink their cider on ice. Can you just put your beer on ice if necessary? People do that these days. They do? There's all kinds of beer on ice drinks. Oh, I didn't the know that. The you know, the, you, you take a beer and pour it in with some Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. And you call that, A, mi- a michelada. Know, a michelada, right. Oh, those are yeah, delicious. I had a Bloody Mary yesterday for the first time in a while. Damn, those are good. Bloody Mary is never so good. not good. My my, this is the, that's a Joe House weakness. My problem with Bloody Marys is the first one. I they're they're basically appetizers for my meal, 
And the very first one is like, oh, I'm thirsty. I'm going to, it's like drinking water. It's gone in about three sips. And then I'm on my second one. And once I'm on my second one, now we're staring four in the face. That's, that's the problem with me and Bloody Mary's. (laughs) It goes from one to four so fast. You're really into the boozy brunch is what you're telling us. Yes, well, especially these days where, uh, you know, with a seven-year-old, I don't get to a lot of boozy brunches. So it's, you know, when I have my spot, I take it. I, I, I support that. That's good. Thank okay. you. Okay. And now for the absolute best story we received from, an, un- from an unnamed, a man who, who chose to remain unnamed, who went to a private university in the Midwest. That's all we'll say. Here's the story. I wear a prosthetic leg, and during my college days at the wonderful University Redacted, since they do not sell alcohol in the stadium like most colleges, we needed a way to stay well hydrated during the games. Luckily, there was just enough room in the shell of my prosthetic foot to fit multiple airplane bottles of alcohol for me and my friends. Obviously, this area would never be checked during a pat-down. This has become a staple of all sporting events we attend now. Uh, And then he sent in a picture, which we will just keep between us, and you'll have to take our word for it that it's incredible, uh, of the prosthetic leg that allowed them to bring in alcohol. And it's this, just, this, it's magnificent. Yeah. It's magnificent. The picture is what took it to a whole no, a whole nother level. Yeah. Uh, you can easily imagine, it looks like a, a solid eight to ten bottles you could fit into this thing. You agree? Oh, definitely. Especially too where, many? Especially if they're going head to toe, as, we, as previously discussed. <laughs> That's a great, another great point. Another great use of head to toe <laughs> geometry, and I'm sure at this fine institution, these these kids figured out the geometry of the airplane bottles, no problem. Yeah, so, no problem. speaking of ta- taking life's lemonade, I mean lemons, and turning it into lemonade. Shout out to to. Are we allowed to say his name? Did we say? We didn't say his name, and his name is not. Oh. let's just call him. <laughs> his name is not. And we're not. We're gonna call him. Unbelievable yeah. job by on this one. We love your because, story, and like I want to yeah. buy you some uh, little alcohol bottles, like just for fun, and like send them to you, and like hope that well, you just bring them around with you. I mean, with with one modest request, if we, uh, I would like to participate in this buying of the bottles. Sure. My modest request would be, please, please that's not your name. Um, <laughs> show us, like, take a little video. You totally. know, these days the kids with their iPhones, you could give us a ten to fifteen second clip of you putting the i mean i'd love to see it in action that's all yeah. i'm saying i just want to say that um signed his note to you house gozards signed and so that leads me to believe that perhaps he is a wizards fan because only annoying wizards fans call him the zards so <laughs> <That's true. laughs> uh maybe he should even do it to a wizards game that would be, and send you a picture that'd be amazing well, if he if he if he does it to a Wizards game, I'm going with him, and we're going to drink out of the leg. I mean, we're going to take these bottles out of the leg together. <laughs> let's just let's just we be lo- clear. Let's be 100 percent clear on that. To the man who is not named, we love you and great job. Great job. Thank you very much for the outstanding story and the and the even better picture. It really is incredible. This was fun. I li- I like this reader reader mailbag. Yeah, I mean, we've we've really just scratched the surface. It feels like there's so many ways we can go with this. So totally. uh, we'll have to keep uh, innovating, getting the, the great uh, suggestions from from the listeners, the hungry and thirsty listeners. One hundred percent. Thanks for having me, as always, House. You're you're always Juliet. Number one, and and uh, coming up next week or the week after, we're going to be together in Los Angeles. You and I. There's some chilies in our future. There might be a walking coffee tour in our future. So stay tuned 
food news fans, Juliet and House will be together. Hell yeah, uh, can't wait. Yeah, in the Sunshine State. We're going to do it to it. Talk to you soon, House, and see you soon, All right, too. thanks. All right, podcast pals, we've done it. Thank you very much for joining us on another House of Cars. Please hit us up on the social media. You can hit us at House from DC. You can hit us at Ringer. You can hit us at Ringer Podcast. Let's hear and see pictures of your very best sports bars, what you love about your uh, TV to wall ratio, the good food that you're eating in your sports television consuming environment. We love it all. You can also hit us at House of Carbs Fans at gmail.com. As always, please hit us with uh, reviews on iTunes and be sure to download, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We shall be back with another House of Carbs next week. But in the meantime, let's stay hungry out there. <laughs>